0: That's simple.
1: That's simple, guys. If you are struggling with drugs or alcohol, you can reach out to me at any time. Chris has my number down there. Guys, look, man anxiety, stress, excitement. Right, it's all about reframing your brain. If you're going, if you're one of those people who have panic attacks, which I have, I'm not sure I've ever really had a panic attack like you, Brian. But I, I think it's just like anything else. It's just like breathing. The bag. There is no medical reason why that should work, but it's about focusing on breathing. It's about focusing on putting yourself in the now, having a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. Like this is going to be the I'm going to die. This is bad. This is going to end badly. This is horrible. Horrible playing out the scenarios of how badly it's going to end and how it's going to go and all this stuff. When you just sit down, focus your thoughts, focus your breath, and 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 try your best. Anxiety. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to Talk Hard. podcast, Podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome to the show, guys. I <laughs> hope you guys are sitting in your chair and you've took a Xanax today because this show <laughs> is going to be... <laughs> No, I'm kidding about the, the, oh the I, am, I am actually kidding. Oh, I should shut the F <laughs> up right now. Don't take Xanax. But anyway, welcome to the show. We may be anxiety-driven today. We may be uh, filled with anxiety, but we have a solution. We, ha- we suffer from a disease with no known cure, but we do suffer from something with a solution. Hold on. What, what would qualify a cure? Well, something that you take a pill and then it's gone. Is that the cure? Gone. It's just gone. You never had to see it again. Now, uh, well, I mean, uh, anything like, to do with mental illness, I feel like there is a cure. Is that's why I'm arguing this. Well, okay, I, I can't wait to get into this because there, there's, I feel like there's solutions to everything, you know, and and a thousand percent uh, to, to any any problem in the in the that you may come across in your lifetime. There's always solutions, and the solutions are going to be different for different scenarios and different problems and different, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anxiety is what we're talking about today though. And anxiety, first and foremost, if you suffer from anxiety, you're not alone. Secondly, if you suffer from anxiety, wait, no, I want to say this. If you think you suffer from anxiety, you probably don't. Third, anxiety is trending. So if they're telling you that you suffer from anxiety and you're just really not sure, tell them to go F themselves because you're probably not. This trending anxiety and all this, oh, I have anxiety, I can't. What it is, that's an excuse. That's an excuse for you to sit on your ass, sit on your couch and not do nothing. Now, those of you who truly suffer from anxiety, panic attacks, and these sorts of things, awesome, there's solutions, there's ways to fix it, there's ways to cope, there's ways to deal with it outside of taking a Xanax, just saying.
0: I I really feel like the truth behind this big, Hashtag anxiety trend, whatever the heck this is, is the, and I'm going to say it and it's going to piss you off and I really don't care.
1: Here we go. Is this we're, co- we're talking hard podcast yet again.
0: Here we go, baby. Soon as this coddling 900 trophy bullshit started. Woo. Eighth place trophy. I'm being dead ass serious Come too. On. Come on. Soon as this whole coddling thing started. Now, when I was in the military, we did some messed up crap. When I left a few years later, they did this thing called stress cards. If you were feeling too stressed out, you could turn in a card and take a break. Really? Dead serious.
1: So that's like kids having Like this calling was
0: happening like everywhere, this right? This is that mental health day that kids get to oh take. Oh my gosh. Days.
1: My so, kids taking a mental health day today. Is it
0: working? Thanks Karen, thanks Karen. Is it working? Look, I'll try anything. And then let's measure the data.
1: <laughs> uh, is it
0: working? Yeah, come on. We man. put these mental health days and all this other crap into the, the world. We took God out of the school, but we'll give you a mental health day. Oh, and now all of your kids oh! are on pills.
1: Oh,
0: oh, my God. Seriously, like, no. let's be real about this. Let's if it, it works, let's do it. It doesn't appear to be working because anxiety is at an all time high.
1: Here's one more thing. I don't need a mental health day to take my kid out of school if I want to for the day and take him to the park or, or thousand percent to the water park, whatever. 1,000%. I don't need a, 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 you to tell me I can do that. That's where I stand. Here's what I don't
0: understand. Like, I don't want to get too far off topic, but if it wasn't broke, don't fix it. So when we were growing up, you said the national anthem. You celebrated the country that we live in. Whether it was brought here on a religious standpoint or not, that doesn't matter. I'm not telling you what you can or can't do in the home. What I'm telling you is what we're going to do in our school. And that's all about respect. It was not about God. It was about respect. And then we wanted to change everything. Fine, cool, whatever. If you're changing it because it's going to work and it's going to make a positive impact, man, I will follow you all the way up that mountain. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, in my personal opinion, based on actual facts that are happening today, it's not working. Mm. <laughs> no, no, it's not. These kids can't handle getting kicked in the face and it's going to happen whether we like it or not. You can try to change the school system, but you're not going to change the way the world is. You're not going to change the way people behave. You're not going to change bullies. You're never going to stop this crap. So start preparing people for when it's going to happen. Not if, because it's going to happen.
1: I think, I think if your kid is by the, by the age, by the time your kid is the age of 12 and he hasn't, Got in a fist fight and got beat up yet You should pursue push him to go do that <laughs> Something I, I'm Conflict serious, right I, to understand conflict isn't as bad It's worse in your head And I'm not p- promoting violence I no. don't believe in violence no, 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 I, no. I, I do believe that a, a, a child A kid a boy especially I Can I even say that now <laughs> I don't know but Go ahead Please keep going <laughs> A boy, especially. Like, okay. uh, 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 Jesus, what's wrong with the world? No, anyway, but, but no, a boy. To, it's it's a yeah. rite of passage, right? We have to go through. Like childhood was hard. Childhood was. I grew up in a trailer, right? I was the poor kid. I had the broke down, busted up shoes. I got picked on. I got quote. I don't even like to say I got bullied. I got picked on, mm-hmm. right? And. All of that got me to a point where I finally had enough and I got, I got enough. I talked about the first fight. Mm -hmm. Well, not the first fight. The first time I fought back. I got, I got picked on. I got beat up when I was a kid. But the first time I finally had enough, stood up to this kid. My dad, I went home because I was upset and uh, I think I was, might've been crying. Probably the first and last time I ever cried in my entire life, ladies and gentlemen. I don't cry. Okay. I'm tough. I'm a man. I cry all the damn time. He's not. (laughs) he's, he's, He's not me. I'm Alpha. Okay. Uh. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, like I, I talked about the story, I'll talk, I, I'll, I'll t- touch on it again. I went home after a couple of years of getting picked on and bullied and upset, and not really, you know, I just wanted to fit in. Anyway, my dad had enough. My pops had enough. He, he said, You know what? Get in the truck. Get in the truck. We're going, and he threw me in the truck. We go down to this kid's house, and dad knocks on the door says, Your son, my son's going out back right now, and they're going to handle their business. And we went out there. I was a scared little kid like that. Please don't make me do this. Right. You know, I, yep. I didn't oh, yeah. want to. Anyway, he made me. He pushed me to do it. And I got in this fight. I ended up winning the, the little fight. The kid the kid was on the ground. He was crying and, and the parents broke us up and then you know what they made us do? They made us shake hands. Absolutely. They made us shake hands yep. and there was a level of respect that we didn't really, unwittingly didn't know at the time, but it happened. There was a level of respect that, ha- there were some neighborhood kids around that saw it too. So that, so when we went back to school, of course it, it blew all up, the neighbors, or the, I'm sorry, the, the school knew about it. Marty, the little broke down poor kid, won to fight against this popular kid and, and instantly my life changed. Now, that being said, that level of respect was the most, that handshake at the end was the most important thing, right? So there is, when we coddle and we baby our children to to not know that these things are going to happen in life, that they're going to get picked on, they're going to get bullied, people's going to not disagree, people's going to take shots at, people's going to kick you in the teeth, then when it actually does happen, that kid's life is going to be Runt. So when we give ninth place trophies and that kid gets in the real world and has to take an L, his life is going to be
0: runt. There is no ninth place CEO, by the way. There's not. There's no ninth president.
1: But there is a ninth position, a ninth person in in the job that does very well. For sure. It does very good. Yep. They don't get failures. They're not a CEO. They don't get a trophy. They don't get to stand. Their name is not on the billboard. Right. Right. But that's great. They get to take that ninth place. They get to make a great salary and they can do a great job and be proud of it.
0: Here's where the ninth place trophy is dangerous. Tell me. I do stuff until I win an award for it and then I'm out. I get the best award I can get and then I'm out. So if there was a ninth place and I got something to take home, I'm out.
1: Not doing it no more. I don't need to try harder. What's competition? I got rewarded for my action. Why try harder at that point? In but life, here's the bigger in problem. In life, there's winners and there's losers. Period. And that's not a problem. And it's not a, it's not bad to be a loser. It's not, quit saying, quit telling kids if they come in second. This is like what Ricky Bobby said, babe. If you're not first, you're last.
0: <laughs> He's like, let's, hold on. Here, let's <laughs> change that. Let's change the dynamic of that just for a minute. Okay. There are people who win and people who lose. There are not winners and losers because there's a Thank moment in a moment in time you can win or you can lose. Yes, and, and you're that's going okay. To. That what doesn't make you a permanent
1: loser. No, you're right. My bad. It just means you've lost. You lost that. You lost that competition. And that's okay. You lost that that round. You lost that that battle. What I
0: learned growing up was there's always someone better.
1: Hmm. Tougher, stronger, always. smarter. There's
0: always someone bigger, stronger, faster, tougher, better, smarter, the sport, better, better, better smarter, looking. smarter, does something better. If I'm the best in the room, then what am I doing here? Yeah. That's um, what I learned. Yeah, I, I serve no purpose here. And on any given day in the sports that we played, that changed. I was one of the fastest kids. I could round the bases in some stupid number. It was like under 30 seconds. Like I could round the whole bases. I was fast, but I was small. So they put me in center field and I could catch on either side of the field. But I couldn't bat for crap.
1: Ball hits way over here. You, they put me in center. I could
0: go left or right, and I would catch it almost every single time. But I couldn't bat. I was too afraid of the ball was my problem. I was afraid I was going to get hit. Like, I kept imagining I would tense up. I sucked at batting. I was good.
1: I was good. I was horrible at batting. I was so damn afraid of that ball hitting me. Dude, I would I, literally, I hit a number of home runs. I would at least won at least a game. And I never—our team— Never came in first. That's important, too. Here's the thing. Because I was good at hitting balls, and I was a first baseman. I was great at first base, right? I was great at first base. Caught every ball that came at me. Yeah. Stood in the way of every person coming down that drive, you know, as fast as they could come. Bam. Right? But our team never came in first, and that's important to learn. That's, a, that's an important experience to go through when you think you're so good. Because I did at the time. Mm-hmm. My ego was going. I thought I was great. But my team never came in first. But what that did is that built like the 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 sense of team and what that actually means, you know. We've we've we put everybody in these boxes, right? And it has
0: become the thing. And so what I think is happening is that we're trying to make the anxiety cool as part of this whole like coddling world, and it's not cool. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Now I have suffered from anxiety. Do I take anxiety medication today? No. When was the last time I took it
1: for fun? And it was years ago. <laughs> It was not because I was
0: having an anxiety he attack. He said
1: I woke up and there was a car in my driveway and it wasn't mine. No, no, no. I took
0: <laughs> I took a Xanax one night. And I what started, is it
1: about Xanax man? It makes you steal shit?
0: Between Xanax and meth, that is the worst thing. That's the worst combo. Your brain just <laughs> shuts off because I woke up and I had drawn all over my wall.
1: It wasn't even yours. I didn't even know how. I don't know how it got there
0: and I was pissed. I literally had no idea how it got there. Oh, my God. It was crazy. But anyways, I was told... That I was going to have anxiety, so I bought into it. There was a moment in time where I got tired of it.
1: Can I clarify? Yeah. Don't forget where you're at. Can I clarify? Like, Guys, listen. I, I love this whole becoming aware and making things aware, bringing things to the surface and, 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 and talking about what's going on with us now that we, you know, because when we were kids, we couldn't talk about, you Mm -hmm. know, problems. A thousand percent. Mental health was not a a subject that we discussed and addiction was definitely not something that was taught to us. We had the D.A.R.E. program, which was an epic failure, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like here, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay. And then they, then they are good. Anyway. So, I, I want to say this. I love when people are, if you're struggling and you come, I, I want you to feel safe to coming out and talking about it. I do, but I just don't want you to buy into all this rhetoric about, you know, the whole, you know, cause you go to a doctor nowadays, you go, you go on social media and, and it's just, it's like going on WebMD. <laughs> You, you type something in. You're like, oh shit! I got all this stuff. Oh god. Yep. You know, and that's. I don't want people to just say I have anxiety. Uh oh, so now I I get the I get the uh, what's I get the escape I get the uh excuse- This is my excuse now. I have mm-hmm. anxiety, and that's what I hate. It's about it's a, it's as bad as an addict. It's a crutch. It is. It's as bad as an addict saying I'm an addict. That's why I do these things, and that you know, I, and I should be forgiven because I'm a drug addict. No. You're a drug addict. Yes. Awesome. But you're not going to be excused from this. What you do from here forward is what matters. Right. See, here's the problem I'm
0: having with it is that having anxiety doesn't make you special. It makes you pretty much normal. I think we all do. Everybody on some level has dealt with it. Now, some are debilitating. And I get that because I have like I would throw up. Yeah, I would. I would literally feel like I was going to die. And then I'd be throwing up for a good hour. Here's the reality of anxiety attacks that is the most profound thing to me that I ever found. No one has ever died from one. So why the hell are we so damn afraid of it? And here's how anxiety works. When you run from something to get to safety, you make your anxiety attacks worse because you're telling the brain, run, it'll make it better. Mm. So any little thing makes you want to run. And when you run, it's fight or flight, right? So now you're in a different Frame of mind. Like there's the powerful, the primal. So there's parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems that operate inside the aut- autonomous nervous system, right? It's fight or flight, rest, rest yep. and relaxation.
1: Yep. This is how the body actually physiologically operates. Can I say this too? Cause running, you run from problems because mm-hmm. you feel anxiety, you mm-hmm. feel stress, you feel, uh, could be excitement, whatever. Right. Cause our brain doesn't know the difference, yep. right. Between right. excitement and anxiety. 100%. But here's the other thing you run to a pill. And now all of a sudden you found that that works because it will. Uh, You know, you're feeling anxiety. You're feeling anxious. You're feeling it. You take a Xanax. I promise you, you won't feel that way. You're putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. And not to mention the, the amount of you know, there's healthy solutions and there's unhealthy solutions. And I'm going to say in 90% of all the cases that people take XANA is probably an unhealthy solution because they haven't worked on all the other shit that you're getting ready to go on. To.
0: Here's the biggest problem with
1: anxiety medication
0: is that it's highly
1: addictive. First
0: well, off, it works the first time. And so as soon as you think you might rather than deal with it, you, you go it. to the pill, you pop one. you're imagining and you're creating an anxiety attack. Literally and in he, your mind, although nothing that's how most anxiety attacks happen. Some the debilitating ones are from typical PTSD. It's your brain is like a computer and it stores memories. And somewhere in your hard drive, you will struggle a memory that caused anxiety back in the day. And it can be you got in a car accident where you don't really remember it, and then somebody gets close to you and now you're having an anxiety attack. Yeah. Cause that's the what it looked like right before your car accident before. Yeah. Could have been 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. I understand that. Personally, I don't feel like anybody has ever gone through enough that they can't find a way forward from things. Now, I've been attacked by a pedophile at a very young age. I ran from the military all the way across the country with them chasing me. I've dealt with the (laughs) prison system. I have gone through horrible divorces. I have lost well over 100 friends and dealt with death. I have had my own fair share of problems. So when you tell me you're taking a pill because something happened to you at 12 years old, I'm sorry, I don't care. It's not because I don't have sympathy for what you're dealing with. It's because you're not dealing with
1: it. So if you don't care, why should I? Ah, that's it. So, again... There is solutions. hundred percent. There is healthy solutions and there's unhealthy. Now, if you are on these things and you do feel you, you are in some of the scenarios that Brian just described, like there's, you don't have to be stay there for the rest of your life. I feel like if you're, if you're, if you're taking the anxiety meds for a period of time, you're, you're of course physically addicted. It's one of the worst addictions. Benzos and alcohol are the one, the two, uh, addictions physical addictions that you can actually die from withdrawals from Mm -hmm. right but what we're saying to you is i bet i bet when you take those pills every day that it makes you less uh, active more less productive less this less that and you feel like you're kind of yeah while it feels good to be just be like uh you know just i that i don't care like, what are, you, what are you getting done? So I bet if you're in this state, you're in this cycle of everyday taking these anxiety meds, That you, like, if you could just imagine your life where you didn't need those, and, and if you could just imagine how productive you would be if you weren't on a pill that just made you say, oh, I don't care, you know? Well, here's the I, there's funny a, there, thing. There's, there's, there's ways out, you know? Here's the
0: funny thing, and I, I encourage you if you're struggling with anxiety, do the research on this. So they have actually done a study were people that were struggling with anxiety, two different groups, took a placebo <laughs> and actually took a medication. Okay. Right. So many people from the placebo, it was in like the 80th percentile. Wow. Calmed down simply because they believed they were taking something that was going to calm them down. So true. That is the reality of what you're actually dealing with. And so I'm saying that to encourage people to understand the power of the mind, which I will say on here a hundred times because I'm so addicted to the feeling in my head. I I, I wish I could share this with everybody because it is literally supernatural where you can start to control everything in your world by the power of your mind. I love it. So when you're shifting these things, like you can... So we have the, we have your brain right and the nervous system the way it reacts your heart and then your stomach. So when they were in yoga and you ever see them go, mm, um, the power, um, of but yeah. they're they're actually it's it's what's happening with your actual um, vagus nerve. So it triggers the vagus nerve to calm you down. I knew that. This is an actual thing people do, and you're no. supposed to do. So if you're having an anxiety attack, what I encourage you to do is look at your surroundings, understand you're okay first, sit down. Take that feeling and attach it to some excitement. Start thinking about an amusement park that you rode or some fast car that you drove in one day or something exciting that kind of made you a little nervous and start to reframe it while you do that. Hum. Um, hum. You're literally triggering the vagus nerve, which is attached from your stomach to your head, and it tells your heart what to do. That's why you eat spicy foods. Your heart starts to race. Because your thermogenic levels start to rise and your body starts to go, oh, we need to cool off. So your heart's going to race. It's going to make you sweat and then it's going to cool your body off.
1: I can attest to that.
0: This is how it works. This is all real simple stuff. Like I'm not a doctor. I feel like one sometimes, but I'm not one. (laughs) This is just simple stuff. You got to reframe your anxiety and stop depending on something else. It is not going to fix the actual problem.
1: I think learning to first off become aware when you're when you're in this state of anxiety or anxious or it, oh you've talked about it before like the brain hooked up to a scan knows no different it shows on the scan no different when you're excited and versus when you're anxious
0: so you release norepinephrine in the brain these are stress hormones I love that when drug. you're excited I love that
1: drug it's It's great. It's just you're
0: waking your body up. That's just what it does. It puts it in a rush. It puts you on alert. That's what it does. The problem is when you're panicked about it, right, now you're making this situation worse in your head. I don't feel right. I don't feel right. I don't feel right. Oh, my God, something must be wrong. Yeah. We instantly go to the negative. Now, a negative thought is 10 times more powerful than a positive thought. So now everything that you are feeling is 10 times worse than it originally was. Now we're in an altered state. They used to just blowing bags it wasn't because it was magic It because it made you focus on blowing on the bag yeah yeah that's all that that really yeah. did was made you focus on something and keep your breath work moving and as you did that and kept the bag moving because it does take some focus you would calm down yeah because now you're not focused on the problem anymore mm-hmm. it's that simple yeah. and i'm not saying people out there don't have severe anxiety but they cannot scan your brain and say that you have an anxiety problem that's not how it works because you could just be excited. Yeah. So they don't have like a medical way. So they just say, here, take this. The problem with that is, is that over time you still need to deal with what originally caused that anxiety attack. And someday you're going to need to stop taking that medication because there's done so much damage to your nervous system that you're in trouble. And now you're physically now dependent on it. And now all of your nerves are going to be on a different level. And you want to talk about anxiety attack? When I came off of medication, I literally thought I was dying.
1: Yeah especially nerve uh, anxiety medication. It's extremely dangerous. It's first off it's extremely dangerous cuz it's physically very addictive and you can die from it. Second off it's emotionally dependent, it's spiritually dependent. It's it's you know what I mean? Like I, it's a crutch for everything like just like you said guys it's when you start to feel a little bit of that you know what it's just like when I got into drugs and alcohol like I I don't know I suffer from low dopamine at a, you know I think I was genetically predispositioned to become an addict and alcoholic. Yeah. Right. So when I first did drugs, I felt great. I felt normal. And then the next day I woke up and I was, I was, you know, I, my dopamine's right here. But when I woke up the next day, my dopamine was even down here. When normal is up here for most people, I was here. When I woke up the next day, it was down here instantly though. I knew what fixed it. I knew that a drink would fix that and I would level back out or, or a bump. You know, a, and then I would do a beer and a bump and then I would be great. Right. And numb. that's the problem with any. Yeah, you think that, you're great, Right. Yeah. And that's the problem with and that, that's the same scenario with with taking anxiety medications every time you feel anxious or most people will take them because they're prescribed daily mm-hmm. as or, needed daily as needed. Right. Or, or a couple. I'm and, very, and when, I have and, not and, seen a bottle that doesn't say as needed. Right. And here's the thing if you're taking them for a while, they're going to be needed oh, every for sure. day. Yep. Secondly, when most people will take them when they get up in the morning or something, you know what I mean? Or, or still have the feeling from that, but you know what I mean? That's not as needed. That's like, I think I should take it. So I'm going to take it. You're so assuming that, that you're way. Have an anxiety that why I have no anxiety today. Right. You know, I need these. Right. And, and, and that's the other dangerous part to it because and, you're not dealing with any of your problems internally when you're taking something <clears throat> to
0: fix it. And here's, here's the crazy part. So most people, and again, I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach. So most people say, I don't know what's causing them. Okay. I get that. Mm-hmm. Instead of understanding what's causing them, replace it. Instead of trying to dig backwards, move forward. So you have to understand where you're at when it's happening and understand this isn't real. You have to get that. Because again, like I said, no one's ever died from this. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's not as bad as we think it is. But society has made it this thing. And then because we've started to run from so much, now every little thing seems even worse because we're, again, we're anticipating a feeling that may never happen. Yeah. So you wake up and you take one. You think, man, I got through the day without an anxiety attack. Oh, it's because I took the
1: medication. Tomorrow, or maybe or you just weren't
0: going to have one that day. Yeah. Instead, you were just doped out of your mind for most oh, of the day.
1: I, I think a lot of these people, I, I know a lot of people, we quote unquote suffer from anxiety. I know very few people who actually have anxiety attacks or panic attacks, if you will. So the majority of the people that we're talking to right now who are on these medications don't have attacks. They just feel anxiety.
0: Well, I feel it
1: every day. I, there is nothing it's okay, I, Chris. There there is nothing I do in my day that doesn't make me have some sort of anxiety. Well. Since you've told me and we talked about anxiety versus excitement in brain, and my b- brain doesn't know the difference, I've been slowly retraining my brain <laughs> to, th- to tell myself, no, I'm not. I'm not. This, this feeling I have right before i getting ready to do something, right before I'm getting ready to do a show or speak or do this, it's, it's, it's excitement. I'm trying to retrain my brain as we speak to look at that feeling as excitement rather than I'm anxious. The biggest thing that we do is we worry about things that don't even exist. God, I, all day, I've talked about the conversation here many times. Just because something has happened once doesn't mean it's always oh going to happen. How many times have you played something out in your head? <laughs> How many times a day do you play something out repeatedly in your head that you think is going to happen and it never happens? I do this all day long. I just <laughs> until I catch myself, I do this right. all day long.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I still struggle with it, and I will yeah. still continue to struggle with it. That's just the way I'm partially wired. But I'm, I'm driven to change that. Yes, but. First and foremost, if you are taking this medication, do not stop right now. Go see your doctor. Call me actually. Yeah, please you can like, call
1: me if you want to get into a, to get into a detox, a medical detox, and get off these safely and comfortably. You guys, my, Chris will put my number right down there.
0: Yeah, there's a proper way to do this, and they are very dangerous. SSRI's and all these different things that that attack the certain nervous system in the brain can be extremely dangerous and catastrophic in reality. Like it can actually kill you. So you need to be careful, but. With anxiety, what I'm encouraging people to understand is, and, and I've dealt with this with people before, is just sit in it for a minute. The greatest thing I ever did was embrace my anxiety. Come on. Just embraced it. I was like, all right, I'm not dying. This is this is a rush, right? So what do I need to do? I'm sitting down for a minute. I was trying to get it to calm. That wasn't working. I stood up. I kind of just started running in place for a minute. I didn't care how stupid I looked. I was not going to take that medication again. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, out of nowhere it was just gone there was no like tearing back down it just disappeared just like breathing in a bag it just disappeared all of a sudden i had a different focus and it was like what so then that kind of scared me for a minute because i was like what just happened right heart's not racing it was like just calm and so what happened later and i've mentioned this before i had an anxiety attack a couple like a year ago at work i didn't even realize that somebody was like dude you're talking super fast and you're sweating are you okay and I was like, oh, I must be having an anxiety attack, right? Because I <laughs> looked at go. my watch. My heart rate was jumping through the roof. And
1: uh, Let me go. Let me go sit down.
0: Folks. We were getting ready to have an OSHA audit, and I was just going through the motions in my head and was literally having an anxiety attack, but I've dealt with it so much. I didn't even realize when you look at like the medical level of how high my heart was racing. I mean, it was in the 160s. My heart was racing. I was brutally sweating, and I was hardly moving.
1: You was burning calories. I was day.
0: legit <laughs> having an anxiety attack, <laughs>
1: oh, but shit. it wasn't.
0: In my head that way, so it didn't affect me the same way. Yeah. When you go to the gym and your heart is racing and you're struggling just to keep going, that's the exact same stress hormone that's happening during an anxiety attack. You just know why you're there, so you don't see it as that. Gotcha. We have to reframe the way we look at anxiety. Stop making this such a end-all, be-all, the world's going to end because it never has for anybody. Yeah. So there's no medical actual reasoning behind that whole thought process. I feel like I'm dying. I don't understand that because no one ever has. So how can you say you feel like you're dying when you're having an anxiety attack when literally no one ever has?
1: Well, they might not know that.
0: <laughs> Look at a tool. How no. do you have... This makes me the smartest person on the planet. <clears throat> Besides me. Well, you have one too. So we can be there together. That's why I'm smart. But it's like... All these things are happening in this world right now and we're making all these things okay and cool and we're getting away from the reality of who we are as human beings. And we are built to grow. Everybody out there has greatness inside of them and the more medication you take and the more negativity that you focus on and the more crap that you worry about, you are just literally throwing away your greatness because every single person in the world has it. I guarantee it. Don't believe me. Call me. I'll prove it to you.
1: <laughs> yes. So That's simple. That's simple, guys. If you are struggling with drugs or alcohol, you can reach out to me at any time. Chris has my number down there. Guys, look, man. Anxiety, stress, excitement, right? It's all about reframing your brain. If you're going if you're one of those people who have panic attacks, which I have, I'm not sure I've ever really had a panic attack like you, Brian, but I, I think it's just like anything else. It's just like breathing in the bag. There is no medical reason why that should work, but it's about focusing on breathing. It's about focusing on putting yourself in the now, having a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. Like this is going to be the, I'm going to die. This is bad. This is going to end badly. This is horrible. Playing out the scenarios of how badly it's going to end and how it's going to go and all this stuff. When you just sit down, focus your thoughts, focus your breath and, and, and try. Try your best to get into a positive mind self and tell you tell yourself repeatedly like these things never come to fruition. All the shit that I think in my head never actually happens.
0: And then don't go, whew, it didn't happen. Go, oh my god, that's amazing. Everything that I was worried about. Didn't exist. Right. Don't just like wipe off your forehead and call it a day real quick. Before we end this, I want people to understand that. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this, because I have literally listen. I was lived in a experience. Mexico airport, right? We were shooting a wedding in Mexico and they had blocked off our terminal. And I started having an anxiety attack. I am now yelling at a federali.
1: <laughs> That's never ends. Well,
0: almost went to jail in a Mexican airport or Mexico <laughs> airport. Because I was getting this like, oh my, it was overwhelming and I was going to just kill this dude if he didn't let me through the gate, right? I got to get there. Ran to the bathroom, throwing up, dripping sweat. They probably think I'm on something. Yeah, yeah. Take the medication. It doesn't work for hours. And that was one of those moments where I was like, this isn't working. Something needs to change. And that's when I threw it away and started embracing it because I almost went to jail in an airport over a terminal because I was letting it take over me. Yeah, And I was like, who the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't me. I'm not wired like that. Something needs to shift. And the moment that it shifted and I'm in a position now where man, I deal with anxious things. I deal with worrying about problems and I, I, I've dealt with stress that people could... Some people can't imagine. Some people have had it worse. It doesn't matter. We've all had the problems. These drugs aren't the solution. You are. And I want people to understand you are the solution to your own problems. No one's going to fix you. No one fixed my addiction. I did. I did it with a lot of support, a lot of love, a lot of help, and you can too. But you are the cure to everything. And I want
1: you to embrace that because it's all right here. Amen. Amen. Get a TikTok off that one. <laughs> I have, look, man, I want to, I've said this before to you and maybe you haven't seen it, but I have a posted on my, on my mirror upstairs. It says, uh, you're looking at the problem comma. You're also looking at the solution. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I, I need that reminder because when I, I get in I get in my whole um, morning ritual and when I'm in that ritual it's 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 something that I do automatically it's autopilot right. like brushing my teeth shaving my face doing this but but I'm, I'm in, but I'm in here the whole time. And this thing just plays, and it just uh, what it, it plays the next three hours of my day. What it's going to look like, and what it could happen, and all these, all these, you know. Of course, me, I'm in a negative. mind. this is what's going to happen. Oh, that's not going to go well. Oh God, I got to go there. Oh my, uh, what, what if I see her or him? That this, you know, and all that. And I just got to look at that and be like, mm, okay, all right, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I got this. It's it's all right. Getting here. getting back because our brain can travel to places and go to really, and if, if you're anything like me, it goes to negative places all the time. And all it takes is becoming aware of that thought and those thoughts, because I, I, I if you can snap yourself right out of what the hell am I doing? Why am I? And you, you feel when you get in that, I, I've never been in panic attacks, but when you get in that mindset and you've been in there for like 15, 20 minutes, an hour, like you feel, uh, you feel, you feel physically like, uh, People attach the word imagination
0: with something positive. Okay. You can imagine the worst thing in the world. I do. (laughs) So understand that is the... So when people are like, what do you mean you can imagine a new world? Like you are imagining the worst possible scenario. Yeah. Why can't you imagine the best possible scenario? It's a shift in the mindset. Yes. And you... you have the control you control it period yes don't tell me any differently because if i could control your thoughts i'd be out there fixing the world right now you'd but all, i can't
1: you'd all be cured <laughs> cured i am your cure and you i would be your god <laughs> <laughs> have a great day man if all you right, like the you show guys. please like <laughs> subscribe send it to your friends we love you babe.